everybody. I'm Peter, and I got kicked out of the Imperial Academy for having a mind of my own. He's Mike, and he might be having sex with his droid. What's up, Mike? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But I don't uh, like it. <laughs> you get it. You don't accept it. You don't like it. But I don't know. I don't remember that line. But it was a good one. Uh, how are you doing? Fine. I am fine. <laughs> yeah we had a little technical trouble which is always annoying but it is hopefully working now yeah um this is our solo review show mike and i saw it together we shared some popcorn and it was sweet actually we shared korean barbecue if we're gonna be accurate yeah that is accurate and actually we i accidentally ate half of yours because we you ate all my noodles order i didn't mean to it was an accident it was dark in there i didn't know what it was supposed to taste like hmm Sorry, I'll get you some noodles later. Cool. Maybe so I'll get you some slide noodles. Don't know what that means. Like snut slice noodles. Oh, good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's do some business before we get to our solo review show. We start did a little bit of a contest, and we asked for some iTunes reviews. We got nine of them which is just fantastic. People said nice things about the show and we're happy that that is the case in the future. We're going to read these reviews on a future show. Um, also, if you want to leave new reviews, we will read what you wrote on shows coming up. It's a good little mailbag thing we're going to do. So instead of emailing the show, you can just, you know, give us our thoughts, make us say some silly things and we'll read it out to all the peeps. Yeah. But we are going to randomly select two of those people to get a cool solo poster that I actually really, really, really like. And Mike is going to draw them a picture of whatever they want. Yeah, whatever you want. Mm. <laughs> try to make it Star Warsy. Just try. Yeah. Yeah. How much nudity are you okay with? Little to none. <laughs> <laughs> so almost anything you want. Mm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So the two winners are, first off, we have Zach Gross, who we chatted with on Twitter. Cool guy. Uh, Brickman1444 on Twitter. Please hit us up and let us know where we can send and this the a Twitter poster. message with your drawing request. Yeah. Um, and then the second winner didn't leave their Twitter name or anything like that, so if this is your iTunes handle. Hit us up. It is Kev0282. I don't want to hear from any Kev0821s in there. Mm -hmm. um, but if you are Kev0282, please hit us up on a social media and let us know where to send your poster and what you want drawn. Thank you for all the reviews. It was very nice. And we'll do some cooler contests going down the, down the road when we think of some. Yeah. We'll find one. Yeah. All right. You ready to jump into this spoiler-filled discussion yeah. of Solo? If you've not seen Solo, this is where this is where our relationship ends. If you have not seen Solo, then get out of here. We don't serve your kind here. Hmm. Ready, Mike? Yep. Punch it. Oh, no. 
So I thought we Get would start. <laughs> so how we <laughs> come on. I thought we would start kind of a macro view, um, just talking about the movie in general, the reception, um, how we felt about it in general, and then we can kind of funnel it down to more of the nerdy Star Wars stuff we are a little bit more known for. Yeah. Um, so let me just open the floor with a very general question. Mike, how did you like Solo, colon, a Han Solo story? Thumbs up. My overall yeah. feeling is thumbs up. It was fun. Like, that's the thing I keep yeah. going back to. It was fun. And I don't want to place it in my rankings of Star Wars movies yet. And the Disney movies keep moving around. Like, they keep moving around. And they will because they're all so new. So new. Are but, you in a place where you can rank it in the yeah, new trilogy? Or, or the, the new Disney? Group? Yeah. Yeah, I'd the Disney ones? Probably go... Um, Force Awakens Solo. Mm-hmm. The Last Jedi Rogue One. Okay. And I like them all. Fair. Yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, it it mine moves around too. It depends on my mood a lot. Um, but I will say generally speaking, The Last Jedi, uh, The Force Awakens, uh, Solo, um, Rogue One. But, you know, again, mood, you know. Yeah. I could just throw on the original trilogy whenever, relax. Just hang out, just have a good time. But you know, if I'm feeling for something a little bit funny and lighthearted, I'm not going to throw on the Last Jedi. Um, so it depends. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I I liked it too. Um, I I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes score, which I was kind of avoiding until after I saw it, and I think it's a seventy-seven or something like that, which I think is kind of exactly where I'd put it. You know, like a C plus, B minus. Yeah. Um, with a little extra credit. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd put it up in a B, uh, yeah. high B. I don't know. I, yeah, I think it was, it yeah. was fun. Um, I think generally speaking, I have a couple nitpicks as I usually do about the writing, but I thought it was written well. The plot was good. It was easy to follow. The characters were good. And I thought actually it was directed and mostly shot really well. I love the cinematographer. I forgot to look up who it was killed it in this movie yeah i i like the the vibes um yeah the cinematography was awesome and very much had the blade runner feel in the beginning um it was there was it was a lot of i felt like it was like almost like a noir like there was a lot of shadows and dark and i couldn't tell if i'm just getting old i'm like i can't see anything (laughs) but i'm like no no, i I think it's just the style yeah, I've heard that a lot, especially on Corellia. A lot of people were yeah. complaining it was too dark, but like I remember like the scene with Amelia Clark, Kira, uh, with Kira after she kind of flies away in the ship. Oh and my like gosh, Han so and Blade and Runner. You see that, yeah, super Blade Runner, super film noir, yeah. which I liked. It's, it felt like almost watch, I was watching Chinatown or something. Or there's, like that. A, there's, really mo- cool. there's this movie Alphaville by Godard, and it's totally like, and she it's totally like evocative of like, like or it's evoking, sorry, like a um. Mm-hmm. a 50s like french noir like to the max like the totally uh, or those blade runner scenes i mean god but yeah yeah awesome. yeah in our in our preview show i said um i'd be really into it if it were a heist movie and i feel like kind of did the same thing rogue one did in my opinion i actually I actually think rogue one is almost a better heist movie than this is. And I think solo is almost a better war movie just for that one segment in the trenches, uh, than rogue one is. 
Um, but I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like it was as heisty as I would have liked, but I do feel like it was more of, yeah, it had that kind of noir feel to it. It was just like an action. It was an action movie with like old timey undertones, Hmm. which I thought was kind of a cool vibe. Hmm. Another thing I've been thinking about a lot, which I, I think is really cool is the new Disney movies are so good with the visual effects. Um, there are so many parts where I'm just like, I don't know if this is CGI or practical. Everything felt really real to me. Like a good example of that is L3. Um, I just assumed that was CGI and obviously it's augmented with CGI to a great extent. But she wore like an L3 suit during a lot of the filming and was just in a suit, just like Anthony Daniels pushing buttons huh, and stuff. That's crazy. I know. Um, there's a lot of that in the movie, which I really liked. So kudos for that. Mm, okay, that's cool. Yeah. So another another thing I have been wrestling with a little bit um, is who does this movie think Han Solo is? You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Because my one criticism I've, I, I, I have of it is that the movie felt a little uneven to me. You know, it's like Blade Runner in the beginning. And it was an action movie, but then it was also a comedy in some parts. And then it was supposed to be heartfelt in other parts. Like it felt like Indiana Jones sometimes. I don't know. It was like a weird mishmash mash of styles in certain points. Um, and then the bigger thing for me is like, I don't really know if it had a point of view of who Han Solo is. Um, what I mean by that is like, he, he's like a puppy, like lovesick, yeah. like little, little idealistic boy. Um, in the beginning of the movie and like throughout the movie he's talking to Beckett and he's like oh you don't trust people like that seems like a a terrible way to live your life but then like at other points he's like I'm not I'm not a good guy I'm a bad guy and like I've done terrible things and he's shooting people in the chest he's shooting first like is he a rogue badass gunslinger and I don't I don't think they paint him that way at all and I well that's what I'm that's I, I got those vibes. No, I didn't get that at all. I think it, he's very much like they painted him soft and like he's not even really the he's like, you know, he's supposed to be because in the original trilogy, he was like the reluctant hero, right? That was his role. Mm-hmm. And he was like believably out for himself, but also you could tell he was, you know, he was like an empathetic character who was trying to trying to do good. Um mm-hmm. But in, I feel like in Solo, it was like, he's just, he's just so young and like so soft still. Yeah. And like, he hasn't been worn down yet. Like he's still ideal. He's much more idealistic in this movie than he was. He's anywhere in the trilogy, the original trilogy. Yeah. And I, I think something that I didn't like that they did with him is they kind of flip flopped on that idealism though a little bit, which is like, cause you are, we always, always have known that he was in the Imperial Academy, but mm-hmm. the way he left the Imperial Academy, I always assumed he left it almost more idealistically rather than he got into the Navy like to escape like I didn't like that he like got into yeah. the Imperial Academy to like as like a oh this is how I'm gonna hide him and get into here real fast I didn't like that I always imagined he entered the Imperial Academy as like a, I want to be a pilot he didn't know much about the galaxy got into it found out how corrupt the Empire was 
but it's like he always knew how corrupt the empire was but got into it to escape yeah um i i think maybe that's more of what i'm latching onto and and you're right in in legends i think the story is that he got kicked out because the empire was mistreating wookies and he like rescued a bunch of them or something like that and then he ran away um which is good i like that he yeah. doesn't do that i like that he's not the one who saves the wookies but i don't know mm-hmm. but i guess that's that's part of it is like you know he's he tries to join up with beckett's crew because he's like i just gotta get out of here i'm not i can't be here anymore like i'm just gonna run away from my problems you know he runs away from lady proxima he runs away from this place he runs away from that like yeah it his, was it was first thing is like run away but that yeah he, he is very selfish but then you know at toward the end of the movie without really any reason why he won't drop the coaxium when that star destroyer shows up he like is all of a sudden super principled and then when Emphy's nest is like we need your help to stop crimson tide he's like yeah sure why not i feel like han solo would be like no i'm gonna get a paid he'd be much more like beckett you know um and so that was the part that i think i'm like who who does this movie think han solo is and maybe it's because he doesn't have a complete arc yeah maybe there's well, gonna be other movies where we see kind of that heartbreak where he's like, well it's already we already see it coming they've already set up the heartbreak yeah. Well, they've set it up. Like we see Kara fly away yeah. and he kind of gets a little bummed by it, about it. But then like, what's the aftermath of that? Like, how does that change him? What does that say about the character? You know, those things I don't think were really answered. I think it was a little incomplete for me in that sense. Yeah. And you know, you, like you had hoped this wasn't a fridging situation with, you know, yeah, the dead. I'm glad about that. Uh, which was nice. And I did like that. I like that they gave Kira more agency because you don't often see female characters in this kind of, you know, yeah. hero's journey turn towards evil. It's like, it's so, which is, or it's not even a turn towards evil. I, she's, it just seems like she's a survivor. Totally. That's what I was, I was going to say is that I think I really found her character interesting because I don't, we don't know the motivations of why she, you know, he stole the ring and decided to fly away and leave Han. She didn't, she could have easily come back with her ship. I'm sure that ship has guns on it and stuff and blown Han out of the sky and taken all the coaxium. Oh yeah. Um, I think I mean, she just she didn't, didn't want to get any, him involved. Yeah. So, I mean, there's obviously she's not just like making a dark side turn and becoming like super evil, which is cool. I think it's, yeah, she's a survivor when you're coming out of, you know, that, the depths of darkness of where she grew up in those hard mean streets. And you really, they don't paint what happened to her in the intervening years, but she obviously went through some crap. Um, you know, she fought to get out of that and really earned her place with a better life. And I think she's just trying to hold on to that. You know, she says something in the movie about that. It's like, you know, this isn't a game where you win or lose. You just try to play for as long as you can. Yeah. Um, and so I thought her character was really cool in that sense. Yeah. I want to open up another idea of what I actually really liked they did with uh, Han Solo's character. And I think this is another thing that they've been doing in a lot of the Disney movies. And I want to see if you relate to this at all or if I'm just being wacky. Um, I think they're kind of hammering home the fact that Han Solo's like kind of incompetent. Um, yeah. It, what I mean by that is like, the only thing he's really ever been good at, like truly good at, is being in the rebellion. Yeah, or um, being a pilot. I, well, he's a good pilot, but I mean, it's like 
you know, he did the Kessel Run, but did he really? Did L3 do the Kessel Run? Like, he flies away from the Empire in Empire, but kind of like he uses like, yeah. like, like he's not a bad pilot by any means he's obviously talented but i think he boasts i really like how it it's become clear that like him and ray are the only people who actually care about the kessel run like, yeah all these like we brought in you know when we were kids it's like the kessel run he's probably so famous everyone knows who han solo is and then you know first time you hear it's like oh you don't know the falcon is the ship that made the kessel run and 12 parsecs and it's like He's constantly telling people he gets out of the ship. He's like, we just made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. And they're like, cool kid. Like he's constantly, you know, inflating his ego, like getting his myth out there being like, I'm awesome. I'm a badass." But you know, one of the things I remember being really taken back by with the force awakens is in the intervening years between return of the Jedi and force awakens, I was picturing where all these people were. And I just assumed, you know, Han was like an old grizzled, general leading the rebellion to all these amazing things and you know he's a fighter and he's just being a badass but you know when we see him he's a loser like he's like bad smuggler in debt to two gangs that lost the falcon somehow like and every time we see you know they say that thing it's like like uh Oh, what are we going to do now when the when the death gang and kanji club go up and he's like, oh, we're going to talk my way out of it. What are you going to do? Same thing I always do, talk my way out of it. <laughs> yes, I do. Every time. Chewie his eyes like, yeah, sure you are. You know, like he's, he's just a BS artist. Um, and, I've, and I think that's a really interesting thing that Han Solo is actually the badass that we grew up thinking he is only applies when he's doing good when he's working in the rebellion fighting for people that are uh you know need help um yeah when he goes off to be a space pirate he kind of sucks at it which I, I like that and i think that came through in this movie yeah yeah you see that ship over there we got 30 hired men over there and all i need to do and then it like flies away and he's like sunks back and he's like oh man <laughs> like that's awesome. It's a great character moment for Han Solo that I really, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think about what we were talking about in our, our episode. And one of the predictions I made, and I even had mentioned that mm-hmm. it wasn't spoiled for me. I, I don't, I like, what so, was you did something. You did something. Nope. There is no, <laughs> oh my gosh. So before I, I yeah, nothing this. was spoiled for me. What I heard before going into the movie was, a prequel error, something from the prequel error uh, returns, mm-hmm. which to me I interpret as okay, somebody like what yeah. the something is like. Well, I don't know what something means. Like what pod racing is going to come back? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> there was a pod racing engine somewhere, yeah, uh, in the junkyard. So maybe that's what they were talking about. That's just true. Also in the new comics, um, mm-hmm. and so I was just thinking about characters who could return. And I was thinking about ones who could be alive. And it's not many. In this, I'm just thinking about the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so pumped it was Darth Maul. I'm totally cool with it. <laughs> I think that was such a nod to Clone Wars and Rebels. Like, that yeah. was, for Clone Wars and Rebels nerds, which we are, this was one of the biggest, like, all right, we're going to include you, like, you losers, finally. Here you go. Yeah. Um. I... I I love it as well. I'm just shocked they did it. I I 
never imagined they would pull something that you needed to have so much prior history. See, it doesn't shock me. I feel like this is um, the movie where you could do it, though. Like, I feel like people who are going to see Solo, like, obviously have an affinity for Star Wars. Like, I... Or yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Star Wars fans still that like don't watch the prequel or watch Clone Wars and watch Rebels. I, I there's uh, who was I talking? There's someone at work who you know they watch Star Wars and stuff like that. They're not they're not a noob, but they were like talking. We were talking about it in a group, and they were like, "Yeah, the Darth Maul thing that was cool, you know." But I thought he died, and then someone else came in and was like, "Oh no 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 no, this takes place before Phantom Menace." And you're like, I'm like, oh, no, well, actually, it doesn't blah, 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 blah. And I had to explain to him, like, what happened with Darth Maul? And it's like, you know, I'm sure my wife didn't, like, she, last time she saw Darth Maul, he was cut in half. Yeah. And has but, no, I mean, no context to why. I think that's okay, though. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't, how many fans, but for casual fans, how many people were like, no, I need an explanation. Like, I don't know why. I, I feel like most people would just be accepted and be like, oh, okay. I think you'd be surprised. I've listened, to, I've listened to a lot of film podcasts and a lot of people are upset about that, actually. Yeah, I mean, but there is an explanation, but I, I don't know. It's like... Yeah. Like one person we, was like trying to do the math and they were like, okay, so this is before Phantom Menace. So does that mean like Darth Maul or like Harrison, like Han Solo is like 77 years old and A New Hope? Like people yeah. are just so confused by it. Which is, I'm not saying it means it's a bad thing. I don't think, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. I was just shocked at it. It seems like a bold choice. Yeah. Uh, I thought, honestly, it was going to be Obi-Wan. I thought that I yeah. would have put my money on that's who was coming back in this, uh, in this movie, if I could have. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, I think it's going to be a villain. And I was thinking about I was thinking about Rogue One and Darth Vader. His like, I don't know. Yeah, totally. Can I can I pitch something to you real quick? Sure. So this this segues into something I was going to ask a little later because I want to know what you what you think is coming next. And I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna pitch an idea. I oh, have, I have idea. I think it's gonna I be think awesome. it's gonna be Night Sisters and uh, on Dothamir. I think yeah. that whole era is gonna come up. I think it's gonna be that would be my prediction right now. Okay. We're going to Dothamir, Night Sisters. You know, I yeah. think that's all happening because it's so freaking cool. I know. We it's the coolest part of Clone stuff. Wars by far. It's so good. That's my, that's one of, yeah, that's probably my favorite thing is in Clone Wars. I don't know. I'm trying to, it doesn't matter. I'm not going down that tangent right now. All right. What if, because there's a lot of questions, you know, it, was, it ended pretty open ended. So it's like, oh, are we going to see a solo two? Are we going to see a Lando spinoff movie? What I'd, if? I'd rather take a solo movie above Lando spinoff. What if Kenobi is the sequel to Solo, though? Hello there. So picture this. Kira, she, Maul at the end goes like, all right, come back to Dathomir and we'll talk about this. So Kira goes to Dathomir and then they talk about it. And somehow he says something about like there being a rival gang on Tatooine or something like that. There's something that's threatening the interests of Crimson Dawn on Tatooine. So he tasks Kira with going to Tatooine and setting up shop. And she becomes kind of a new crime boss on Tatooine and kind of puts her foot down on, you know, all the local people there, including the Skywalkers, who we know that Kenobi is protecting from afar. And he maybe senses a little dark side at work in here. So he's afraid that if 
they explore too much. They figure out Luke is here and then it goes up and some dark Sith person finds out and blows his cover. So it becomes kind of like a detective movie, kind of like episode two, only better because they didn't pull it off. But like, it could be like a really cool Obi-Wan detective movie where he's like trying to figure out like this, what's going on with this crime syndicate and working his way up to see like who's in charge of this. And at the end he discovers it's Darth Maul. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I think that would be sick. Yeah, it would be cool. I just want to see an Obi-Wan detective movie, and I think that would be a really cool plot for it. Yeah, I think, like you said, we have an Obi-Wan detective movie. It's like the first mm-hmm. half of Attack of Clones. Yeah, totally. Um, but I also I saw, I think I read this on Reddit, so I'm not, this isn't, um, this isn't, you know, my idea. But back in Clone Wars, the whole thing that Darth Maul was trying to do is he set up the Shadow Syndicate or the Shadow whatever. Um <clears throat> to try to kind of bring down the Republic and get back at Sidious. Um, So what if the next movie is Darth Maul trying to do that again with the Crimson Dawn, and then it ends with a Vader-Maul duel? Yeah, there's just no stakes there, because we know what happens to Vader and Maul. Yeah, but it'd still be sick as hell. (laughs) Okay, let's move away from the what ifs and let's get back into solo. Okay, what Um, if Jabba the Hutt gets a jetpack? We could play the what if game all all day. Um, All right, all right, all right. All right, Uh, let's get into some nerdy details about... Well, I want to ask one more question before we do because we were a little worried about Alden Ehrenreich's performance and we were stoked about Donald Glover's performance in our little pre-thing. So how do you think that they did? I liked Alden Aaron. How do you say his last name? Aaron Reich. Aaron Reich. I liked him I as. I think I might be wrong. <laughs> I liked him as Han. I think I think he did well, and mm-hmm. I think I got used to him by the end. It didn't feel like he was trying to be Han Solo. It just felt like he kind of was. It didn't feel like an impression or like an acting thing. And I feel mm-hmm. the opposite about Donald Glover. Actually, his felt like the most like caricature version of. I still liked it, but it just felt like a little over the top. Even though I know Lando is over the top, it felt like mm-hmm. really over the top. Um, yeah, well, it felt a little bit like a like a Billy D. Williams impersonation. Yeah, I picked that yeah, up too. Yeah, um, which I didn't mind as much. No, I still like it. I also want to. While we're talking about characters, can I give a shout out to my girl Phoebe Waller Bridge? What do you think about L three? Mm. What? I thought it was fine. Um, oh it wasn't funny. She wasn't. There was moments in the movie that were funny, and L three was not one of them for me. I liked the whole like droid right, the droid rights bit. I thought that was funny, which I guess is like the her whole shtick the whole time. But I didn't love her as a droid. I mean, I didn't think she was like ha ha funny, but I thought I. I will say that I thought she was the most entertaining character in the entire movie. Oh, really? Oh, just Chewbacca like I mean, me. not like, Chewbacca for me. Yeah, Chewbacca was great in this movie too. I, was, I heard a really cool uh, Chewbacca the funniest. I, had a, I heard an interview with Alden Ehrenreich where he was talking Jonas. I forgot his last name, but the Finnish seven foot dude basketball player who's the yeah. new Chewbacca. He was awesome, and I guess he's really hilarious with the Chewbacca suit. Like he used, he would always sneak into people's rooms, and you would like open the door, and he'd just be laying in the Chewbacca suit, like as a, like he's a sexy like centerfold, <laughs> just laying sideways with his arm up, like spread out and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Um, See, I think Chewbacca is so funny, and I think it's so easy yeah. to make Chewbacca funny because he doesn't. We don't know what he's saying, and I love that we don't know what he's saying because something about our own imaginations and making things like just people's responses to him. Like we, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's so good. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say too. I mean, I think where Alden Ehrenreich shined was in his interactions with Chewbacca. Like there were, you know, I could. I was kind of doing that subconscious, like, you know, yeah, he's not doing a, he's Han Solo, but kind of blah, 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 except for when him and, and Chewie are interacting. I was like, Psh, that's Han Solo and Chewbacca. Yeah. Not a doubt in my mind. Um, so that part was really, really good. Um, so in conclusion, you're wrong about L3. And yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to get into a couple little things. Um, Things I liked about the movie a lot. The reasons why I liked it is I felt like more than any other movie, they did a lot of head nods to Legends. Mm, a lot of yeah. nods. They incorporated and they solidified things that have never been said in a Star Wars movie. Maybe in Clone Wars, you know, or Rebels or in a book or in a... But they really dug up some relics and threw it in this movie, which I loved. Mm. I mean, things like Terracossi, the martial art form being mentioned yeah. by Kira. So like that's officially canon now. I mean, it, it yeah. it's probably arrived somewhere else, but the fact that she knows this Star Wars specific martial art form. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, Darth, I thought that was cool too. Cause Darth Maul is a practitioner of Terracossi. Yeah. So that made it think like Dryden Voss taught Kira and Darth Maul probably taught Dryden Voss. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool touch. I love that. Um, this would could potentially turn into a big conversation, but and maybe I should have said this after L three, but mm-hmm. it's weird that L three gets incorporated into the Millennium Falcon, and then then the Millennium Falcon does not stay with Lando, and it goes to Han. Yeah. Like it's a part of the ship. Like I I get it. I think everyone probably has been talking about like, well, now like yeah, we understand everyone. what C three PO says when he's like, oh, it has a unique dialect, and um, that's what makes the ship so so special, but. Mm-hmm. I feel weird that Han has it now. Yeah, and I feel like if you think about that too much, it's pretty depressing. Like yeah. her whole thing is droid rights. Like you, you're an equal person. You have yeah. agency, and then she gets shoved into the ship to just like be yeah. trapped for her entire life. <laughs> One cool thing I liked about that is if you think about it, remember in Empire Strikes Back when they're in trouble, it's like the computer pops up, like oh, Lando, huh? Yeah, so that's. L3 telling Han Solo, like, let's go back to Lando. Yeah, which is sweet and sad. That's sweet, yeah. Um, Also, they (laughs) cleverly explained away the Han versus Han thing with Lando. (laughs) I loved that. And I thought that was such a good scene about Sabacc and Sabacc. Mm -hmm. Han, Han. I think that was super clever. Did you hear them talk about Aura Singh? (laughs) Yeah. They mentioned that uh, Dryden is the one who... Uh, uh, Beckett killed Beckett, her. not Beckett. Yeah, Dryden Beckett pushed Arsing off a cliff, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. If for anyone who doesn't remember this, um, bounty hunter, not bounty hunter, um, was she a bounty hunter? Yeah, so she was a bounty hunter, and, and she was she was hyped up in Phantom Menace. Yeah, a ton. and she was in Phantom Menace, but that was but for like a second. And we Literally, all she did, she was she was at the race at the pod yeah, race, and she exactly. shot at. Or she see? like she didn't even shoot; she just stood and looked at the pod race. That's the only thing she's ever done. Yeah, I remember other that than in Clone Wars. So she's dead. Yeah. Um, something I hated 
we found out how Solo got his last name. Oh my gosh. Don't even want to talk about it. That's the one thing I can't stand. Yeah. I can't stand that. It doesn't make sense because he clearly has a family. We know his dad used to work (laughs) in the Carillion ship, the shipyard. So he's not an orphan, but his family just doesn't have a last name. What? Yeah. Do you think that this canonically proves that Ray is a solo now? Because she doesn't have anyone either. (laughs) Ray solo. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Um, Yes, I think you're right. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Bosk got name dropped. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's cool. We yeah. see. Uh, and uh, along with the, uh, it was Bosk and the, the what sisters like the the Zan six sisters. The, yeah, who are the Zan sisters? They're they're legends characters. I'm not familiar with. Okay, them, but I, I they're from the legends books. Yeah. Um, huge, huge legends pull Lando when he's like recording his autobiography. Mm. Uh, he's talking about going to Sheru uh, and like how impressed he was with the, uh, and he doesn't say it, but he's about to mention, I think the mine harp, this book by Neil Smith, mm. which is, you know, the, uh, mine harp of Sheru, uh, which is an amazing book. Yeah. Uh, the, Lando books and the Han books are also are actually really good. Um, I thought that was amazing. Mm-hmm. I uh, read them. Yeah, I've read a lot of EU, so it just felt good. I finally felt validated. Yeah. Um, something I didn't see happening was no Lobot. I thought somehow Lobot was going to get incorporated. Yeah. Maybe through L three. Maybe through. Um. I almost for some reason thought he might pop up on Kessel and be rescued. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I'm sure that'll be in a sequel. Yeah. But yeah uh, totally. I like that they explained every way uh, that the escape pod got ejected. That's what's missing from the front. I hated that. I think that's... Well, I, I, I only was, was fine just... with it. Because I, I was so weirded out by the uh, the way the ship looked. I was like, are they not going to... I know, but it's like, I feel like if you're going to make the ship look different, it should be more than just like to eject a, a pod into a space fish's mouth. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, I didn't like that part. Do you know what I, I noticed that I was wondering if this is where it comes from? Do you know how L3 has to like tap on her face? She like kind of yeah. shorts for a second and taps on herself and she like yeah. wakes up. And totally, that's totally like a, it's got to be a reference to like the original trilogy. Anytime Han t- taps on a screen uh, to kind of like wake it up. Yeah. That's I a totally, good pull. I think that was a pull from that. Like, oh, they're, you know, he's like that. tapping on L3 to wake her up, mm-hmm. which I thought was nice. I also like that Chewbacca does not have a life debt to Han. Um, yeah. That's a big one. I like that, that a lot. So he's free to do his thing. Therm yeah. scissor punch playing cards. Yeah, but he got a dirty cut, man. Um, I think he, uh, he, I was excited for some Therm scissor bunch, but he wasn't in the movie much. No. Yeah, I know. I felt he was a little built up just in, in nerd circles. Yeah. I will say though, I thought that those card scenes were the best, like cantina, like yeah. scenes that have been in any movie since A New Hope. They keep trying yeah. to do these like cool alien shots where you see like, all these different aliens and like have a sense of wonder. They even did in this movie where you go onto the Dryden ship and there's the singer and the 
floating head alien and things like that. Yeah, and nothing totally. was as effective as the the droid fighting and the card card game. I thought that was great. Yeah, I really like those. Yeah. Um, do you want, there's a couple Easter eggs I noticed that I want to run by you. Um, yeah. So there's a crystal skull. There's a bunch of artifacts all over. Oh, uh, that's another Han, another Han Solo book. Yeah, it's from Han Solo and the Lost Legacy. Yeah. Um, not not from, from Indiana yeah. Jones and the Crystal Skull, but there is actually the Golden Idol from Indiana Jones in there. Whoa! So there's a, there. I only I only saw that one. They say there's a couple other Indiana Jones Easter eggs in the in his list of artifacts. Um, Definitely did not see that. Yeah, which uh, there's a theory that Indiana Jones and Star Wars take place in the same universe. Yeah, it's this kryptonite uh, dream. Yeah, um, there's like Club Obi Wan in one of the kryptonite. Indiana I mean, Jones. carbonite. I always say that. Yeah, uh, carbonite. Yeah, yeah. He's when he's in carbonite, he like gets frozen and has a dream that he's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, there's a carving on one of the idols in Indiana Jones of R two D two and C three PO, and there's a huh. I think I think in the second movie. There's a club called Club Obi Wan, um, so I thought that was pretty funny. Mm. Um, another thing I really liked is the decraniated. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah, uh, from Rogue One. Well, yeah, I think you're the one who told me that. They're not in. Or I don't know if they're in Rogue One or not, but they're the servants on Dryden's ship, and they have like the top of their heads cut off. Those were created by Doctor Evazon, who was in Rogue One. He's like yeah. a mad scientist guy. He's like, he doesn't like you in A New Hope. And yeah. Um, yeah. He's like a criminal mad scientist that does all these freak experiments on people. And one of them is cutting people's heads off to turn them into servants. Yeah. I thought that was like kind of a cool, like circular thing. I'm trying to think if there's anything. Oh, um, Lando's disguise. You saw Beckett was wearing the, oh, same disguise. the skip outfit. Yeah, that was so stupid. I didn't get that. I was like, "Wait, are are they trying to explain that this has been on the ship the whole time?" I know. I think it's literally supposed to be the same one. Yeah, he just packs it with all of his capes, skiff armor. I was like, "All right, that's weird." (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. This isn't really an Easter egg, but I liked um the new Tie Fighter. They didn't say much about it before the movie, but the Tie RB, or it's called the Tie Brute. So the TIE RB, it's like a heavy armored TIE fighter is the one that's chasing the Falcon while they're in the maelstrom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that Where was he pulls cool that shit. trick he learned from needles. <laughs> yeah. Which I guess is another reference yeah. to back to the future. Yeah. Like Flea's character is named needles and he's like a streetcar racer who crashes and dies. A little bit, a lot of, a lot of fanfare. And this yeah. is a very like this book. I mean, this movie was such like it was like so similar to an EU book. <laughs> like, totally. That's, uh, that's the first thing I thought of when I, uh, when I left, I was like, that felt like EU. Like it just, so much stuff was thrown in. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the biggest reasons I liked it, and this is what I felt at the end of the movie, it was like, you know what? I could watch more adventures with these two, with like this Han and this Chewie. Mm-hmm. Like if this was a, a Netflix show, or it's like forty-minute installments of like different little jobs, Chewie and Han pulled. I'd watch it. Yeah, because totally. in a way, that's what it felt like. They felt like this was the pilot episode for many adventures to come. Yeah, and I feel like the stakes weren't actually ever that high. If that makes no, sense. no, well, they, they they never will be when you know what happens to the characters in the future. Yeah. 
And that's probably more like why I feel like it's kind of, it felt like a, like an episode of Rebels or it felt like, yeah, a yeah. new book. Like, I think that's perceptive, which doesn't mean it's bad. It was still fun, but. Yeah, I mostly just had fun with it. It was just yeah. like a noir space Western. Yeah. And oh. I like that. I was just reading over my notes and there was another, um, another Easter egg I liked. And some people are complaining about this, but it can, it can canonic or on screen confirms one of the things we knew from rebels, but that they were playing the Imperial national anthem, the major key of the Imperial March when they're recruiting. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I like that. I thought that was cool. There's also, um, I didn't see this, but I read there's a model of cloud city in a glass jar on the millennium Falcon. Oh, wow. I feel like there's no like way that there's that's in universe for any real reason. I think it's just someone thought it'd be cool. Do you know who I like, who I'd like to see, uh, on Corellia? What was the name of that gangster? Uh, lady, lady Proxima. Lady Proxima is cool. Her, her 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 gang name is the white worms. That's what their gang's called, which I think is cool. They're cool. I was really interested in them. I thought that was a great. That had me hooked. It, it reminded me of the labyrinth. I felt like I was watching like a Jim Henson. Oh, totally. Like Dark Crystal kind of labyrinth. Yeah. Do with that. I was like, and that like scene this. where he has the rock and is pretending that it's a thermal detonator. Oh, that's funny. That so Han Solo. Yeah. See, I think I think that was good. I'm reading over my <laughs> notes from that part, and so take take this with Mike and I had had maybe one or two adult beverages before, and then also I was writing in a dark theater. And full yeah. of Korean barbecue, but do you want to hear my favorite note that I wrote down? What? You know that scene where <laughs> Han's running away and he puts that jacket on, and then he just like puts a hat, t- pulls a hat off someone and puts it on his head. I wrote, yeah. I wrote more like hat solo. <laughs> if you want to re- leave us a review on iTunes, <laughs> well, good night, everybody. <laughs> I wrote that down on a piece of paper, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you had a. You also had just previously spilled your whiskey at a bar, so. <laughs> One or two adult beverages, sir. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I feel like I could talk about solo for a long time, and I think mm-hmm. we probably will. Um. Maybe we should release another episode in a few. Like we've seen it twice, both together. Yeah. Um. I could talk about solo for another hour. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, maybe let's do that. Let's let's sit with it like we did with Last Jedi, and let's uh maybe we can invite one of our friends on. Yeah, because I could talk about this for a long time, but let's stew on it for a while. Yeah, maybe do one more solo revisit after I've seen it three or four more times. Yeah, which is funny because I've already I've already seen it more than I've seen the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm let's excited to get it on a. I I didn't think this when I was walking out that it would be one I'd care about that much, but I'm really excited to buy it now when it comes out so I can get all the behind the scenes stuff because I'm sure there's going to be some really cool behind the scenes stuff. I love it. I I understand why it's not doing well in theaters. Um, That's a whole other conversation I kind of wanted to touch on, but (laughs) it'll be a five hour podcast if we talk about all the behind the scenes drama. Yeah, there's a lot of reasons. Yeah. But, you know, I'm for the Star Wars nerds. I don't know how you can't love it. Eh, actually, I do now. Never mind. I take that back. <laughs> I just personally love it. And the more I talk about it, the more I love it. Yeah. Well, um, congratulations to our Twitter fans yeah. or our uh, iTunes reviewers. Yep. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Send us a message. 
let us know what I can draw you. Yeah. Um, um, also, yeah. leave another, leave us some more reviews if you want us to read a message. It could be anything. It doesn't even have to be a review of our show. Just be yeah. like, hey, I like pancakes. What do you think about that? Put it on our review. I don't care as long as it's five stars and we'll read it. Yeah, we're going to start reading them every episode. We're about to start working on our second season. Yep. If there are uh, people you really want to see, let yeah. us know. We'll try to get them on the show. We've got some exciting guests in the work. Yep. We're pumped for. Uh, also, maybe get a shout out to our buddies who we just did a podcast with. Um, not the nerds. Yeah. We just were on them. Hopefully our episode's going to be out soon where we talk about Clone Wars. Because uh, that'll be coming out maybe around the same time we're releasing this. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, cool. You know where to find us. Twitter, Instagram, at Rebels Rebels Pod. Mm-hmm. What's our email, Gmail address? <laughs> Rebels Rebels Pod. Everything we have yeah, is right. Rebels Rebels Pod. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, until next time, be brave out there. And don't look back. Don't look back. Punch it, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, too much, too much, too much, too much, too much. See ya. <laughs>